Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back to one hundred twenty-five Two Drunk Brothers on Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And we are talking bowl season, baby. It is that time of year when you guys are listening to this. It's either December 15th or later, and the first bowl games kick off on December, December 17th, and they will go on through January 4th, and then we got like a week break to where the national championship is on January 10th. But pretty much damn near every single day from January from December 17th to January 4th, we have a game. Three days. There's a couple there's uh three days. Yeah, from when you guys are hearing this. Well, we're recording for three days. So what we're gonna do is we're not gonna bury the lead. We are focusing this entire and this entire episode on bowl season and gambling. We talked about the best bowls last week. They're looking forward to watching. Now, what we're gonna do is Travis and I are both gonna give you 10 of our favorite bowl bets. Now, there's 44 bowl games this year. So by giving you just 10 apiece, I'm sure we have some similar ones. We're not giving you the entire card. So be sure before bowl season kicks off, sign up for the Patreon. If you sign up for the $10 package, you're going to get everything bowl-related. You're going to get all of our NFL bets, also our college basketball bets that we've been releasing daily. Uh, Last night was our first losing night. It was barely a losing night in over a week. So we're winning. Join us on there. Get all of our bull bets because we're gonna have a lot of them. Myself, I have like fifty that I'm that I'm eyeballing. So totals and everything, money line. So ten of our best bull bets against the spread, over unders, money line dogs that we like. Let's kick it off. Uh, let's go ten to one. Uh, do you have yours ranked at all, Travis? Do you have any any particular uh, order? Zero in rankings. Zero. Okay. I just so let's them. just let's then let's go in chronological order then, uh, if that makes sense. So I'm running down the board, so all mine will be in chronological order. Got it. I have two, or sorry, I have one on the 17th. That's in my top ten. Yeah, we are. We we hinted at it last week. It's NIU. Yeah, we love NIU. It's uh, they're in the curable on uh, the 17th, which is Friday night against um, who are they playing again? Five o'clock, Coastal Carolina. They're playing Coastal. They're ten and a half point dogs. So the reasoning for me behind this really is. Uh, you know, if you, I mean, if you really look at it, NIU's eight, four and one against the spread Coastal Carolina, six and six gets the spread that kind of faded towards the end of the year. Um, so I really like NIU 10 and a half, a lot of points. They've been underdogs damn near every single game this year. And they seem to always cover. Uh, so I like them, uh, to cover this. And I think and Rocky Lombardi's playing, which we've talked about a lot. I would imagine I'm Rocky sure Lombardi's playing. playing. I like this at two units. Not to spoil anything, but I may or may not have them a little bit money line here too. So that's a risky play. Coastal Carolina is not bad. Uh, they're actually a very good team. I like them ten and a half a lot. Don't know if I like them money line quite quite at all. Um, might be it might be like a two score game the whole time. Northern Carolina, 
Northern Illinois barely covers, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout game. Like that, not one of my picks because I knew you. Were, I knew some of your picks, so I'm trying to give you guys little different ones. Uh, mine is the next day, the next morning, as a matter of fact. I have uh, three on the 18th. The 18th at 10 a.m., Western Kentucky at App State. We talked about this a little bit last week. I like App State minus three. Uh, just there, there comes it's actually it's actually up to five now. I don't know where you're seeing that at. I saw it on DraftKings today. Well, that's completely wrong. It's at three, and I'm betting it at three, and I'm not betting it any higher. Uh, anyway, regardless of the fact, at minus three. Oh, no, no. I was, I, was, I was thinking of the wrong game. I'm sorry. My bad. Go ahead. I was going to say, there's no way it jumped that high. Uh, so I like him at minus three. We saw Western Kentucky in their championship game get absolutely run over uh, on the ground by UTSA. Yes. App State has two insanely powerful running backs. They average 187 yards on the ground. I don't think they're going to be able to stop them at all. Uh, App State has just much better defense, and I think they're overall well more well-balanced, and they're going to just destroy them. I bet they beat them by two scores. Okay, so that's a very confident bet from Travis there. I also like App State. They're not in my 10 that I have listed here, but I think, I think they are a good bet. Uh, my next one that I have, like I said, I have three games on the 18th. I like a lot. I like a lot of games early on. Um, my next one that I really, really like a lot is going to be a money line dog. It's in the LA bowl, Utah state versus Oregon. Um, it's, it's the I, Jimmy Kimmel LA bowl. Get it right. Jimmy Kim, Yeah. The Jimmy Kimmel LA bowl. Uh, Oregon's Oregon. Sorry. It's Oregon state, Oregon State's seven point favorites. I like Utah State. Not only I don't know seven, why. I don't, I don't know, know why, why they're that heavy favorite. I don't. I not only like Utah State to cover the seven points here. I like Utah State to win outright. Plus two thirty five money line dogs. Uh, so you know my pick here. This is, I, I'm giving you two money line dogs in my in my ten picks. This is one of them. Utah State money line plus two thirty five. A unit on that. I really really like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess the only reason that they're so heavily favored is because Oregon state plays in the pac 12, but the, the pac 12 is not even good. Uh, I that's, that's my second pick as well as I, I'm going Utah state plus seven is mine. I like that a lot, a lot, uh, but I, I don't mind your money line pick at all. Cause I feel like with Utah state, it's a thing where if they're, if they're one point or one score dogs, they're either going to win or they're not going to cover, which yeah is how it is with how it's been with, with their games that they've lost. So yeah, I feel that. All right, Trav, you have, do you have any more games on, on the 18th? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. I got two more on the 18th for you guys. Like I said, I like a lot of early bowl games. I here. thought you said you had three on the 18th. It's three. One of them, one of them is, is Utah state. I thought uh, the other so one was ab state. No, 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 I know that ab state's not on my list. I got two more for you guys here on the 18th. Uh, I they're over unders. They're two unders here. I like in the Lending Tree Bowl, hilarious fucking name, by the way. I like Eastern Michigan Liberty under 59 and a half. Eastern Michigan's unders are hitting at almost 60%. Liberties are hitting at almost 65%. Um, so I like that a lot. And in the New Orleans Bowl, Louisiana Lafayette versus Marshall, I like the under 54 and a half. Louisiana Lafayette's defense is literally so next level, it's insane. 
Uh, their unders hit in 77% of their games, and Marshall's hitting a hit. It's like 50-50. But I think Louisiana Lafayette takes the more predominant factor here. So I like the under in that game, under 54.5 in, in the New Orleans Bowl. Yeah, hopefully uh, Grant Wells doesn't throw, you know, four picks on their own 20-yard line. Uh, that would hurt for that because that can happen. The dude's not good. 16 touchdowns, 12 picks this season. Uh, he, he, he turns the ball over a lot, which for a Louisiana that, team, yeah, uh, that might turn on to be a lot more picks. Um, but I like that. That's not bad. 55 points is a lot of points. And Louisiana's the other one was, offense isn't like crazy dangerous. They're good enough, but their defense is crazy. Yeah, and the other one's almost 60. It's 59 and a half. It's Liberty and Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan struggled to score all year long. I think Liberty has a pretty good defense, which is why their unders hit a lot. So that's why I'm kind of I, – I like that one. I could totally just be way wrong, but I feel like Liberty is a team that just doesn't kick field goals. And if they yeah, do, they that, miss them. I know their kicker that, misses a lot. That's true, too. Like, they're they're a very touchdown or bust team. So I, I, I like that one a lot. Um, so that's – I've already given you four, four of my ten – through the first two days of bowl season. My next one isn't until the 21st. All right. Well, I got, I've got one on the 21st as well. Uh, okay. The night game on the 21st. It is the tropical smoothie cafe Frisco bowl. I like the Frisco These bowl. These names well. just keep getting ridiculous and more ridiculous. I didn't, time. I didn't include, I didn't include any of the sponsors on my list. Oh, you got to include the sponsors. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I saw actually funny. I saw a thing on Twitter yesterday i believe it was uh the town you live in plus the last thing you ate bowl so i would be the 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 bonterre taco bowl <laughs> the bonterre taco bowl known for their mexican cuisine no sir well, so, so actually i guess i guess you technically call it the 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 tear de lac taco bowl is that is Terlac actually like your address though, or is it Bonterre? It's Bonterre, but I mean, there you go. I, I don't want to be associated with Bonterre, really. Let's be honest. I would be the uh, Peevely Panda Express Bowl. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have for dinner. Because my wife left me for the night, so I was I had to fend for my own. And that's what I got on the way home for. From work, yeah, yeah. Peevely Panda Express and Bonterre Taco Bowl. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I was reading through Twitter, and there were some fucking hilarious ones. So, you like the, the Frisco Bowl? Uh, I'm guessing you like you like UTSA minus two and a half. I do. It's just so hard to bet, and, and spare me. I'm betting a favorite here, but it's just so hard to bet on San Diego State right now after just the way they've looked lately. Like, yes, they've been getting wins outside of their uh, conference championship game, but they've all been by a very, very, very slim margin, like one-score games, each one of them except for the Boise State game. Meanwhile, UTSA has just been, you know, taking care of business all year long. Their only loss was that North Texas game uh, a few weeks ago, which, granted, they didn't get steamrolled, but... Their offense is the real deal, and San Diego State can't move the ball for anything. It's a couple that this is my three. This is one of my three unit bets. I love this game a lot. I I, I literally spent two hours today putting together a spreadsheet of every single bowl game, 
the the teams that are playing it, they're they're uh, against the spread records, they're over under records, and like highlighting team highlighting like trends that I saw. UTSA was one that stood out immediately. They're nine and four against the spread. San Diego State six 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 and one against the spread. Like Travis said, they kind of faded towards the end of the year a lot, pretty heavily. I know they're they're still ranked, right? They're ranked, or they twenty four anymore? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Or UTSA is not isn't ranked anymore, right? No, I don't know okay. why they're twelve and one. They should be. The college football playoff committee is a fucking joke. I love UTSA minus two and a half. If I had to pick, like you're like Jarrett, give me your favorite lock of bowl season, your most confident play. It's UTSA. It's tough. Like I feel like I'm gonna find my I'm gonna find me shooting myself in the foot a lot more than others because I. They, just looking at the board, there's going to be a lot of really, really, really good games. There's not a lot of really, really good games to bet on. Yeah, that's why I kind of created this this sheet. There's like literally on mine, like I love like there's like from the 17th through like the 23rd, I like a lot of games. But then from like Christmas Eve on, I don't like a lot at all. Like to be honest with you, yeah. like a lot of my to get a lot of my be like one of those all those like good teams like throughout the year. Yeah, ranked teams, those are the tough matchups. Yeah, like a lot of my favorite bets are going to be early on in bowl season, which again, sign up for the Patreon to get that shit. Uh, but pretty much everything, at, like my my last like favorite bet is on Christmas Day, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But So we both like um, the Frisco Bowl, UTSA. My next play is going to be on the 23rd. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have, fucking you... screw Travis's plays. No, I'm just, I, I, have I, was, one. I, I was asking you if you had one before that. Because I've, I already, I've, already, I've already given out five of my ten. I've only given out three, so i got to catch catch one up here. Uh, the only bowl game on Wednesday, December 22nd, and that is one that me and Jarrett will probably be some of the most invested in. That is our Missouri Tigers playing the Army. Are they the Golden Knights? Black Knights? Black, Black, Black Knights, yeah. Black Knights, okay, whatever they are, they sucked last weekend. Uh, Mizzou, don't get me wrong, has not looked great, but they have one of the best running backs in the nation. Second team, second team, second, second team, team all American, all American. Harrison uh, Mevis, first team all American kicker. No freshman. I yes, think he, I thought he was. I didn't see him on there. First team all SEC, I think. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, all SEC. He got robbed. He wasn't even third team All American. Uh, Jesus, really? Yeah. Um, Tyler Beatty, I think he was robbed. I think Brees Hall should have been second team. Tyler Beatty should have been first team. Uh, should have been him and Kenneth Walker, but yep. I digress. Yeah. Uh, regardless of the fact, Army did not look good last weekend. I think if all you all you got to do if you're Mizzou here is figure out how to stop the run, which yes, they did. It did look rough against the run at points of the season, but they did towards the end, towards the, the end, they got better towards the end. That's, that's they my thing. Get better. Like, like army is not going to pass on you. You just load the box up. You, you got to put a spy on every single fucking person that could be running the ball and go get them. That's all you got to do. Meanwhile, on the other hand, I think that Mizzou can just run all over army if they want to, uh, Navy did it, and Navy's three and eight team, playing in. I don't think Navy's in a conference, so playing against no. bum teams. Yeah. Uh, 
Mizzou's plus three and a half here. So I like them plus three and a half. I like them money line. I don't think they lose this game. Yeah, I don't think so either. This is a pretty big game for Eli Drinkwitz, and especially to kind of, you know, Mizzou's got a got a top to, oh, I think they're 11th or 10th right now, depending on where you look, recruiting class for 2022. So got to keep those recruits. Got to keep those recruits. The good thing about it is, is this game comes after National Signing Day. So uh, especially really- when, I think this helps, especially because this is going to be the only football on that day. If you're watching yes. football, you're going to be watching Mizzou. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's, it is a, the, the 7 o'clock on ESPN. It's a Wednesday night game. Fun. We'll be watching it. So I'm, that's not all my picks. I do like it. I will be betting Mizzou, probably plus three and a half and money line. Just and because, Mizzou, like you said, I mean, they're three. Has a lot of people from Texas, and this is in uh, Fort Worth. Yes, yes, a, a big Dallas Fort Worth, um, you know, alumni base there. So let's hope Eli has the boys humming. Missouri's three nine against the spread. The record's not great against the spread, but they came on strong pretty late. I think they started out the year zero and seven or zero and eight against the spread. Yeah, so they were bad. They finished. They finished strong. Um, I like that pick. My next one. So my next one's on the twenty third. Do you have any on, on the twenty third? Because I do. Um, no, I do not. It's not the Frisco Bowl. It's the bowl that they created to add these teams in because there wasn't enough bowls for bowl-eligible teams. It is the Frisco Football Classic on December 23rd, the next day. made up. Yeah. Nope. They made that one up for them. It is North Texas versus Miami, Ohio. Uh, I am leaning North Texas here. Plus three against Miami, Ohio. I even like North Texas money line at plus 135. I like them both. I like two units on North Texas at plus three and a unit on North Texas money line at plus 135. North Texas is nine and three against the spread. And in a majority of those games, they were underdogs. Miami, Ohio, on the other hand, is five and seven. They come from a weak MAC conference. Look at North Texas' non conference schedule. They played some they played some tough ass teams, one of them being Mizzou. They they were Mizzou's homecoming team this year. So I really love the mean green here to, to cover and win. Uh, that is that is my next game. Uh, it's I think it's one of the only games on the 23rd. There's two games on the 23rd, uh, and uh, I like this one uh, a lot more than the other one. So North Texas plus three in money line is, is, is my next bet. All right. You heard it there. That's Jared's. My next one doesn't come until the 27th. I have one on Christmas Day, too. Told you a lot of mine were early. A lot of mine early. All right, so here's your seventh pick. Seventh pick in the first week of bowl season. Um, the Camellia Bowl on Christmas Day is one I like a lot. That's got to suck for these teams. Yeah, it's my most second. It's my next to UTSA. It's probably my second most confident pick. UTSA, North Texas, and this team. Uh, It's Georgia State versus Ball State. Georgia State's four-and-a-half-point favorites, and that's where I'm going. Georgia State is eight and four against the spread. Ball State's four and eight again, playing in a fairly what what I considered very downtrodden football this year in the MAC conference. Um, so I like Georgia State to cover and win this one at minus four and a half, two and a half units on Christmas Day. Go get that victory, go get that dub, and go celebrate with the family after the fact. It's gonna be a weird game. Four and a half is a weird number for this matchup, but I could I could ride it with you. Uh, I have two plays on the 27th, so that'll bring me to six total. Uh, I have two plays on the 27th as well, so I only have one more left after this. <laughs> all right, I have uh, the first game, which is the 
Quick Lane Bowl. If you want to go bowling, actually, I don't know what the fuck Quick Lane is. I think it's a tire company, maybe. Let me look it up real quick. You talk. It sounds like a tax company. Um, either way, it is the Western Michigan versus Nevada. Quick Lane Auto Service. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Auto service, all right. There you go. We talked about this last week, how this was a good matchup to watch out for. Western Michigan's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I couldn't find anything on whether or not Carson Strong or anyone's sitting out of this game. But what uh, Nevada's, the, in my eyes, the better team on paper, the better team overall. They're getting four-and-a-half points. So whether you want to take them spread, I'll probably take them half-and-half, half, you know, a unit on spread, unit on money line. I like Nevada here all the way. Me too. This is I told you guys I had two money line dogs here that I really liked a lot. First one, obviously, being Utah State. This is my other one. Nevada money line plus 150. I actually like unit and a half on this. Uh, you know, usually I do a unit on, on money line dogs. Uh, I do like them to cover as well. Probably I'll probably do like two and one, two, two and one and a half. Um, Nevada's eight, three and one against the spread. And like Travis just said earlier, four and a half is kind of a weird number. Western Michigan's five, six, and one. Again, Western Michigan coming from a weaker conference. In my opinion, Nevada plays in the Mountain West. They go San Diego State. They go Boise. They go Wyoming. They go San, San Jose State. They play a lot of tough teams. I think they are the better team overall, especially if Carson Strong's playing. I really like Nevada in this one. The win outright at plus 150. All right. Both of us like that one. My next play is the afternoon, because that one's at 10 a.m., by the way. Uh, we will be on the road. On the road, yes, yes. On the road to Orlando uh, for both these games, actually, because the next one kicks off at one thirty. The Military Bowl presented by Periton, not Peloton, Periton. Boston <laughs> College versus East Carolina. Uh, don't like either side of this game. I'm actually taking over fifty one and a half points in this game. No, I like the under, Travis. That's that was my next play. No, I like the over. I think that both these teams' defenses line up perfectly with their offenses to score points. They both give up a ton of yardage on the ground, and they both run the ball like crazy. Uh, I I like the over. Okay, this may be one we have to we have to discuss later. I like the under in this one. Those those one of my plays. The under is in these 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 teams' games this year. Boston College is hitting at seventy five percent. Eastern Carolina is hitting at uh, 67%. So both very high rate of unders. 51 is a low number, so we can talk about it later before discussing the Patreon. But I actually, that was one of my plays is the under in this game. You like the over, so uh, 
decide which I one do, which I, you will. Know. I just think a lot of it comes into the run game. Like uh, Boston College has Garwo, and he just runs all over the place. They average 165 yards on the ground. Eastern Carolina allows 161. And then on the other side of things, Eastern Carolina averages 162. Boston College lets up 170. So I can just see them like not being able to either stop the run and just being able to move the ball down the field. I just think these teams line up well enough to where they're going to move the ball back and forth. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it here first. We're on the, we're on the opposite side of that one. Not the first time it happened. Certainly won't be the last. First time in a long time, though. Um, what's your next game? Because I have one more left, and it's on, it's on New Year's Eve. One more left, and it's on New Year's Eve. I have uh, – my next one is on the 28th, and it is 2.15. It is the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, um, and it is Air Force at Louisville. And Air Force is a one-and-a-half-point dog, so I might as well just be a pick em. That's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take Air Force here. I've liked them a lot this year. I've taken them a lot of games, whether I've put them out publicly or not. I do. Air Force, their defense is immaculate. Um, they they stop the run. They stop the pass. Whatever they do, they allow 288 yards a game, 19 points. Probably, honestly, one of the top defenses in the country, uh, if you put it on paper. And meanwhile, you look at it, and that's that's pretty much what Louisville has to do to win games is move the ball. And meanwhile, their offense can't or their defense can't stop a damn thing, especially on the ground. And I think that's where Air Force is just going to pound the rock, maintain time and possession, and win this game. Yeah, I had that on my on my list as well. Like, I'm not going to take the spread because it doesn't make any sense. Like you said, it's one and a half. Might as well bet a money line. Plus 110, great pick there. Air Force plus 110 and the first responders bowl on December 28th. You got any more, Travis, before New Year's Eve? Before New Year's Eve. Yep, so that was my seventh. My eighth is going to come on the 29th, and it is the Valero Alamo Bowl. Uh, two ranked teams, Oregon versus Oklahoma. Both teams missing their head coach. Oak, you just got to go, like, the spread's four and a half. That is a pretty, pretty low spread for a team that shows so much more talent than another. Uh, so you just got to go Oklahoma on four and a half. Yep, had that on my radar as well. It's a lower unit play for me, but I do like Oklahoma. Oregon really faded off hardcore to either. Also, Oregon's five and eight against the spread. So there you go. Oklahoma's only five, six, and one, but but the competition level they play is a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot more than what Oregon plays in the Pac twelve. So they also I feel like their- it's fairly close to Oklahoma. It's in San Antonio. Yeah, Oregon got bo- that's very close to Oklahoma. Oregon got boat raced. I think like the last two games of the season. So they're not coming well, in playing very well. They had a win in between, but yeah. Who cares? Was it against Stanford? Uh, it was actually, if you want to know, Oregon State. Okay. Whoop de fucking. They beat by nine points. Yeah. So they lost their head coach. Yeah. O- Oklahoma's the play there. It's not, like you said, the against spread records aren't super convincing, but. Like you said, the Oklahoma talent is there. I had I had it on my sheet as well. All right, next play. You have, you have two more left. I have one more left. Mine's on New Year's Eve. Mine is on the thirtieth. Uh, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So here, time out. We're giving you we're giving you guys some. I had I front loaded a lot of like the first week of bowl season. 
Travis is a lot in the second week. We're giving you giving you a lot of a lot of uh, free picks here. Peach ball. Oof. Yes. Yeah, love it. Uh, basically, a pick them one and a half point favorite favoring Michigan State. Uh, this all depends, though. You still have to wait uh, to see if Kenny Pickett's going to play because it hasn't been announced yet. Pitt versus Michigan State. If Kenny Pickett plays, I think this is a no doubter. Yep. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. You got to pick take Pitt here. Um, defense is better. Offense, Heisman candidate at QB, trying to prove his worth, trying to prove uh, his draft stock. If he does play, there's going to be no chance that he wants to go out in his college uh, career, career as a loser. No, no way he's yep. going to want to lose his last game. This will be an insane game at six o'clock on the thirtieth. This is a game that I liked a lot as well, and again, it's a game that I'm like. I have it spread. Uh, do you want to take money line dogs? I, I mean, there's no sense to take Pitt here at plus one and a half. I'm not taking money line again, but I put an asterisk if Kenny Pickett plays. If Kenny Pickett plays, I love that pick for the Peach Bowl on the 30th. All right. Let's hear your right. last one. My last one is going to be in the college football playoff. Oh, no. It is, it is the Orange Bowl, not the Bama since game. I like Michigan plus eight and a half at two units. I don't not necessarily going to say Michigan's going to win, but come on. Eight and a half is a weird number. And you know, it just as well as I do. Eight and a half is so weird. I know Georgia has, has a stout defense. They got exposed though against Alabama. And if, and if you really want to know, Michigan is the best team in college football against the number. They are 11 and two. I know Georgia's eight and five against the spread, but eight and a half is weird. If this was seven, six and a half, maybe even seven and a half, I'd be like, you know what? No, I'm staying away from it. Eight or higher. I love it. So I'm taking Michigan plus eight and a half here. In these games, what you're going to have to do in the college football playoff games, that is, if there is a uh, clear advantage in the Vegas numbers on one side, you have to fade it. Because these are going to be the games that people bet a lot on, and a lot, of, and there's going to be a lot of volume on. Uh, so we'll know, know we'll know more about that closer to then. I am indifferent on that because I can see it going either way. I can see Georgia being really pissed off, and they come out and they just fucking stomp a mud hole in Michigan's ass. Or I can see Georgia being figured out, and their offense, you know, struggled against Alabama. They struggle again here. And, and maybe even drop the game. I don't know. I see both sides going. Uh, in that instance, it'd probably be better to take this the the two score game. So I could I I could back you, but right now it's up in the air. No, it's tough, and that's why I like I don't love doing this right now. But uh, this is our second to last episode of the year, so you know even next week we're not going to have that data on what the, what the betting's going to be like. We won't know until as that date draws near. Um, so, yeah, that's my last pick. That's my 10 bull pick, guys. 10 bull picks. We'll kind of recap them. But, Travis, give us your last two, right? Uh, no, one. I had That was my ninth, the last one. Was. Okay. So I have one left. Uh, we ended perfectly. My last one is on New Year's Day, 745. It's All-State Sugar Bowl. It is the Baylor Bears and Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, basically, another pick I'm here. It is a one-point favorite in favor of Baylor. And that's who I'm going with. Um, I think this is a much better team. Not only that, 
they have a much better defense. Um, even if I know Bo Hannon for Baylor didn't didn't play in their in their conference championship game, but their freshman quarterback came out and slung the rock. Uh, played really well. I feel like if you can do that against Oklahoma State's defense, uh, you're going to be able to do that against Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah, absolutely. Um, and not only that, but if Matt Coral doesn't play, and and the spread stays within three points, hammer Baylor. Yeah, I agree. Baylor's on my radar as well. You know Baylor's quarterback? I saw TikTok today. He didn't start playing football until his, his junior year high school. Really? Yep. Interesting. He was a be- he was a basketball player through and through and decided to, to give football a whirl. So uh but those are bull picks. Do we want to run through them really quick quickly again or you think you think you think everyone's good? Nah, everyone's good. We can just put them out later. We don't need to run All through right. them. No, but uh, like I said, we'll have tons of stuff. I can't guarantee you every single day, every single bowl game, there's going to be – we're not going to put out a pick for every single bowl game because that's just silly. Like that's just asking me to lose. But pretty much almost every day I have at least one bet that I like for every single day of bowl games. So I'm sure Travis is the same boat. So those are our top ten. I think it was like we only had one or two similar, so you had like 18 picks there. So if you want to get the rest of them, again, sub to the Patreon. Try it out, guys. I mean, if you try it out and we lose you a shitload of money, DM us, and I can I can always give you a, a kickback on that. But I promise you, the data is there to suggest that we keep winning, and we're going to keep on winning, hopefully. So that is hopefully college football. Yeah, hopefully. That is college football gambling talk for the bowl season. We're going to move on to some NFL gambling talk because now – this is also a great time for NFL too, because now we have Saturday football, Saturday NFL football. We got Thursday, yeah. Saturday, two weeks Sunday, in a row. Monday. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Is, is there a game? Is there a game on Christmas next weekend? I believe so. Let's check. Let's check. Let's check the schedule. Schedule. Let's do it. NFL week fifteen. No, there's not. Ah. Uh... Week 16. Yes, there is. There's two games on, on Christmas Day. Yes. Yeah, two two good ones, actually. Browns, Packers, and Colts, Cardinals. So, um, so anyway, Christmas guys, we Day got football. Th- yeah, we got Thursday night this week. We got Saturday. We got two games on Saturday this week, and then we have our normal Sunday slate. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back to, like, our old school degenerate digest thing. We're talking about Thursday, both the Saturday games, and then give you a lock – Travis is making a ton of noise getting a beer. We're going to give you a lock, getting a beer. lock and an upset as well. So we'll kick it off with Thursday night. Thursday night, we got a, a real like, – this game, this Thursday night game is probably the best one in a long time. It's got huge implications for the AFC West. It's the Chiefs at the Chargers. But really, let's be in, real, real, re, in realistic reality, uh, the Chargers don't ever play a home game. Um, so this is going to be shit pumping. Chiefs at the Chargers. Chiefs are three point favorites. The over under is fifty two and a half. Shit pumping in favor of of the Chiefs. You think? Yeah, maybe even a clown show. See, I like so the, it's three point favorite for favorite Kansas City. I'm leaning Kansas City minus three, just at a unit. But maybe you can convince me to go more. Uh, with the way that the Chiefs have been playing lately. There is their not defense. an ounce. Their defense. There is not an ounce of my blood 
they would ever, ever take the Chargers here. You think that the Chiefs are going to get swept by the Chargers this season? No. No. Exactly. Not a chance. Okay? The Chiefs have allowed 27 points in the last three weeks. 27 points. No chance yep. that they lose this game. And three points. Uh, if they, yeah. If they're going to win this game, it's going to be by more than three points. I can damn well tell you that. Now, don't get me wrong. The Chiefs, the Chiefs offense hasn't been insanely good by any stretch of the measure. But they've allowed double digits in their last five games. Or, sorry, they've allowed 20 or more points in their last five games. The Chargers. The Chargers okay, yeah. The Chargers are this. Okay. Yeah, I mean... You know, I was I was trying to trying to do that whole divisional under thing, but that kind of tanked last week. So I'm kind of fading that for a little bit to see how he how it goes again. I like KC minus three as well, just because, like you said, it's weird to say this. It's not because of their offense; it's because of their defense for me. And LA minus that Cincinnati game, which their defense scored, I think, two touchdowns. They and they played the Giants last week, so we can't really count that. Their offense kind of. Tends to start out kind of sluggish and slow lately, like before those two games, and they struggle to put points on the board. If you're going to do that against Kansas City, give Pat Mahomes and that offense, you know, time to put up points and, and get ahead of you, that's going to be an issue. So I like Kansas City minus three as well. I'm only doing a unit. We may end up doing a hat one and a half, two come Thursday, but that's what I like. Yeah, I mean, um, the Chargers got they got clobbered by the Broncos. They barely squeaked out a win against the Steelers, and then they got they lost to the Vikings. Uh, don't get me wrong, like I would absolutely I mean I would like to see the Chargers win just to make things interesting. But if I'm betting on this game, which I'm going to, I have to bet on the Chiefs. I just have to. Uh I feel like the team, especially their defense, has been a lot better since they've gotten their players back. Uh, because you gotta think before before like their injuries and whatever they had going on, D line and the linebackers, they were literally relying on Nick Bolton and their front seven to get things done. A rookie. Yeah. And now they have a lot more. Nick Bolton's not even like a force anymore in that defense, which is crazy to think because ever since they made that everything. they made they made that trade for that kid from Pittsburgh. What's his name? Um he's been a stud. Fuck the defensive end. Uh they traded a six rounder for him. It was like a it was a steal. Hold on one second. Steelers Chiefs. A defensive end? Melvin Ingram, I think, right? Oh, yeah, Melvin yeah. Ingram. He's a, yeah, he's a linebacker, but yeah. Well, yeah, pretty. He's he's in. Okay, we all. You know, I'm going to say this as a as a former linebacker that played football. Those guys who just stand up and rush the fucking quarterback aren't linebackers. They're edge rushers. Yeah. Like they're not. It's, they're, it's they're like not. Von Miller. They refer to him as a yeah. linebacker. Uh, yeah, but I yeah, know. like, and it's funny because you'll be watching Chiefs games and Melvin Ingram's 24 has dreads. Dick Bolton's 54 and has dreads. So they're super easy confused. I was watching the other day. I was like, that's that's not Nick Bolton. Who is that? Yeah. Weird ass number uh to be aligned. Or maybe yeah, he's 24, which is really weird. Yeah. Good thing good thing we uh laid off the tackle props because that'll get annoying really, really fast. Cause we were hammering Nick Bolton's tackle props there for a while. So yeah, I don't think he's hit one since we stopped. Well books took him away. So I mean uh, we haven't we haven't touched it. But anyway both like Kansas City minus three there. So on Saturday, Saturday today, Saturday this weekend, it's fun. 
We got two games. One's at 3.30 Central Time. The other one's at 7.30. The one at 3.30 is Vegas at Cleveland. Now, if you would have asked me two days ago, I'm like, Cleveland all the way. Now, with Cleveland's COVID issues, I don't know. But the line is still Browns minus three at home against the Raiders. The over-under is 40. I feel like if you had asked me two days or two days ago, I'd have said the Raiders. But then they got fucking raced by the Chiefs. Boat raced by the Chiefs. 48 yeah. to 9. They can't score for anything. Literally, I think all you gotta do is put gotta put fucking two corners on Hunter Renfro, and they have nobody to throw the ball to. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, I'm still leaning in Vegas, though, here. No. I'm going to lean Cleveland. Uh, and I think the more confident bet here would be Hunter Renfro's either over in receptions or receiving yards. Yeah, that or the over in general. 40 seems awful low. 40 does seem low, but Cleveland games are are always low. Unless they unless there's like a, a turnover battle, which is what we saw in this last game. Where but that's still that ball that, over a lot. That over still hit. That was forty six points. I know, but barely, only because there are so many turnovers. It's so close to the goal line. Uh, I would. I'm gonna lean. I would lean Cleveland just because Vegas just has so many issues right now. Granted, I feel like this is a rat line with what Vegas has been doing. I might just I might just take uh, Hunter Renfro's over, which is what I do with Cooper Cups over every fucking week, and it continues to hit. Travis says a rat line. Hunter Hunter Renfro's over on receptions or yards right now. I have my, one of my fans. Is he the only one they can throw to? I mean, seriously, it is, and he's reliable. He doesn't drop passes. He's been super clutch this year. Here's the reason why we we as Dolphins fans really need the Raiders to beat the Browns this week. Um, and I and I think, like I said, with all their COVID issues, Jarvis Landry's not probably not going to play. They're going to miss uh, a couple defensive, a couple defensive pieces because of COVID. I'm still going to lean. It's a it's a small play. I'm leaning Vegas plus three at a unit. Um, but I do like Travis's bet on Hunter Renfro's either over on yards, depending on where it's at, or receptions. If yards is anything under, I mean, I think seven or. Just whichever you can get. I know a lot of times lately they haven't been putting out receptions on some books or I haven't seen them, granted. Uh, but yards, I mean, if it's literally anything under 100, you have to take it. Yeah. 
sure. Receptions, anything under nine, you have to take it because he, catch, he catches everything. That's the only person, if they're throwing the ball him, or maybe you might even want to look at Josh Jacobs' receptions because the dude catches like nine passes for 30 yards. Yeah, no, no more Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake's on the IR. Also, also not not a bad or Josh Good. Jacobs like over fantasy over, team over, points. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so Travis is leaning Hunter Renfro's over on receptions or yards, whatever. I like Vegas plus three. This this night game on Saturday makes no sense to me. The line. Um. Saturday. All night I can tell you, Saturday is going to kill me. Both these are rat lines. Uh, there's no reason that the Patriots should be underdogs against the Colts right now. So that means the Colts are going to cover. <laughs> Patriots at Colts Saturday night at 7.30. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Over-under is 45-and-a-half. Like Travis said, it's a rat line, but I'm I'm not even – fuck the spread. I'm taking Pat's money line, plus 125. They're, like, I'm saying, though, right now – I'm just going to put it on record. Yes, I'm going to bet the Patriots. But 80, 80 – plus percent of the money is going to be on the Patriots and they're going to lose. I fucking guarantee it. I'm calling it right now because that's just how shit works. And that's how the NFL makes their money with Vegas. I don't like it. New England six and O on the road. They haven't lost on the road. The Colts have looked like dog shit. The Patriots defense has been insane. There should be no reason that the Patriots lose this game. But it, it's very, very, very fishy line. I don't understand it at all. Maybe Jerry can give you a little bit of insight on this or what he's thinking, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if, if a lot of the public money is going to be on, on on New England, it's going to be tough. Maybe we, we take we take a reevaluation. But as it sits right now, I mean, nothing will, nothing will let me bet on on, on the, the Colts, Colts this game. Nothing. No, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna no no matter what. I could I could fucking look at the public money on Saturday morning and 99% of it could be on the Patriots, but there's no chance I'm going to touch the Colts. It's my, my brain won't let me. No, I mean, here's the thing again, as Dolphins fans, we really need the Colts to lose uh, like badly. Uh, but the Patriots defenses look so solid. They shut down the bills. They shut down. I mean, how many teams have they shut down the, in the last like three weeks? I mean, it's been, it's been absolutely asinine. And, and the thing is, is, well, what scares me is the Colts' run defense or the run their running game. Uh, if they can shut that down or like minimize it a little bit, there should be no chance they have a threat to lose. As of right now, seventy-seven percent of bets are on the Patriots. Sixty-nine percent nice is on the handle. So, for those of you who don't know, the handle is the like amount of actual money, not bets. Yeah. I mean, here, here's my thing. Everyone's always everyone's pumped with the Colts lately. Like, oh my god, they're on a run, and they kind of are on a similar path as like the Dolphins are right now. Like the Dolphins, yes, they're six and seven, they won five in a row. But let's take a look at the Colts' opponents since since the beginning of October. So the Colts, the only good the team they lost to. So the Colts started out the season. They lost to the Seahawks. They lost to the Rams. They beat. They lost to the Titans. They started out zero and three. So since they started out zero and three. Now they're sitting at what, Ooh, what their first win. Yeah, Dolphins. <laughs> then they lost to the Ravens, so they immediately go to one and four. Texans, Niners. They lost the Titans twice. Now, granted, this is like when the Niners made their turnaround. I feel like it was yeah. after week seven. Yes. So then they beat the Jets, the Jaguars, 
The Bills one was a weird not. The Bills that was the Bills' downfall right there. The Bills suck right now, so that's not yeah. even. So they lost exactly. to the so they have beating they've beaten the Niners, which Travis said right after they lost that game, the Niners started turning around. They beat the Jets, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, the Bills, the Texans, and that's it. Like their wins are not impressive. I'm sorry to say it. And if down the, Colts the stretch, win this game. If the Colts win this game, sorry to interrupt you, and sorry to go, probably go on a different uh, path. If the Colts win this game, uh, you might as well count uh, the Dolphins' playoff hopes out. I, I would agree with that. If they win this game, it's over. But down the stretch, they play the Patriots, they play the Cardinals on the road, they play the Raiders at home, and they play the Jaguars. Well, the Raiders the- and Jags could be wins for them. There should be wins for them. Yeah, we'll see. So we uh, the, we really need the Colts to lose this game. Uh, that way they'll be at a probably maximum if they lose to the Cardinals, nine wins, regardless of the fact they shouldn't win this game. They should not. Like I told you, the Patriots are 6-0 and on the road. Mm-hmm. They've lost all four games at home, which is crazy to think in Foxborough. But it Lucas Oil, like – I have never been there, so you could call me the, tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But I don't think Lucas Oil is a very tough place to play. Pat McAfee says back in the day used to be bumping, but I, I, I that's when Peyton Manning was there, not fucking Carson Wentz. So I, I don't, I don't disagree there. Um, I really hope Patriots get done. So Patriots money line is my bet. Two units at plus one twenty. Yep, I agree. So lock and upset. Uh, my upset gonna, is going to remain the Pats. I didn't see another upset on the board that I liked a lot. Uh, I don't know about oh, you. You're double dipping. I'm you double dipping. Bag. I'm double dipping. Do you want me to find something else? I can find something else. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll find something. Uh, no. Continue. I was going to say my upset is going to be the Pats. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is your upset, wise guy? Do you want to know my upset? Is it the fucking Houston Texans? Texans. My upset is going to be the Washington football team. They are playing the on the road at the Eagles. Uh, plus 180 is the line here. Uh, Washington like came out and looked rough last week, but still made it a seven point game against Dallas. Before that, they had rattled off four wins in a row. And Philadelphia coming off a bye. Yada yada. Don't really care. I'm not really. Not really a big believer in buys do a whole lot uh, to you. They didn't look great against the Giants, and then they had a, I'm going to call it an unimpressive win against the Jets, uh, which it was close for a lot of the, for a majority of the game, especially the first half. I'm going to go watch the football team on the road, plus 180. Okay. I don't know. That's kind of yeah. what I'm feeling. It's really the All only right. thing I, I looked at and, and liked half unit, but. Yeah, no, I'm going to stick with the Patriots. I'm not going to force anything there. I like the Pats. Uh, they were a prime time game we had to pick, and that was my money line. My, we'll go to locks. I'll go to my lock. It's a big one, but I really like the Cardinals minus 13 and a half against the Lions. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> Three That's units on the Cardinals minus 13 and a half. Listen, they, they just lost at home. They're the number one seed in the NFC. As it stands right now, the Packers are breathing down their necks. Uh, the Lions just got absolutely demolished they, by the Broncos. And we all know the Cardinals are probably a team that is leaps and bounds better than the Broncos. Uh, the Lions, I think they got that – they had that tie against the Steelers. 
and that win against the Vikings, that was like their Super Bowl, and it's just all downhill from here. So Cardinals win by two touchdowns or more against the Lions on Sunday. Uh, three units. Yeah, I can see. Uh, I can see the Cardinals being like up by like three at halftime and then just rolling away with it. So yeah, exactly. I don't mind yeah. that one. Uh, I'll take that one. My lock of the week. Where the fuck did my ESPN? Oh, I'm literally wow. I'm literally on the tab and I'm looking for it up top. Uh, my lock of the week is going to be the Tennessee Titans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tennessee Titans are one and a half point favorites. Uh, yes, I know the Steelers. Their Titans haven't looked great lately. Their defense, though, has been pretty phenomenal. Twenty six points in three weeks which is great for a Pittsburgh team who literally I think is allergic to moving the ball down the field and getting <laughs> first downs. So Titans basically money line. Uh, I don't care that it's on the road. The Steelers suck. We need the Steelers to lose. Yep. Uh, so it's even better to, to better to bet on it. No, I, I, I like that one a lot. I had, I had Titans on my radar as well. I think at some point they got to pick it up. Um, the one thing for them – is Derrick Henry, I think, officially confirmed today is not coming back until the playoffs at the very least. Uh, so they really need the Colts to lose too, because they're kind of I mean, you can't count the Colts out of that of that AFC South. Colt if the Colts lose and Titans wins, they clinch the division. Okay. Well, they're still they're still and there. And they'll know. They'll know. So you gotta think about it. The Colts lose on Saturday night. The Titans are gonna go into Sunday even more amped up because they'd be like, boom, we can clinch today. Yeah, yeah. So, I like that one a lot. So there we and go. That'd be we both awesome because like... that means the Titans could kind of lay down a little bit for the Dolphins yeah, whenever we go. Yeah. Right. And maybe ticket prices will go down. Jesus Christ! Yeah. And Why then the fuck the are Pats... ticket prices so damn expensive in Nashville? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that is our NFL Week 15. Again, you can get our full cards on the Patreon. We're going to release bets on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, real quick for you on the show here, guys. We watched UFC, UFC 269 this weekend. If you guys didn't watch it, honest to God, I was telling my wife this. Regardless of uh, what, how, much, how much money you won, lost, betting, I will always remember where I was at when I watched that card because Amanda <laughs> Nunes lost. Like seriously, like, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I feel no. I think that I think that Ronda Rousey. Like everyone was saying that. Like fucking Amanda Nunes has lost before, and we've seen her lose before. 20 fucking 13. Come on. But eight years ago. I, I will always remember where I was at when I saw Ronda Rousey lose. Like this one, yeah, it was shocking, but it wasn't as shocking because like Juliana Pena never, never was like intimidating one bit. No, no. Never. Never. That's crazy. And she came in there and she said, this is what I'm going to do. And most people do that and they go in and they get rocked and she just owned it and she was tagging her up and it was great to see more importantly, great that it happened 20 seconds later than it did. Cause me and yeah. Jets overhit. I was nervous for that when she was, when fucking man, Nunez was getting blocking punches with her nose. Yeah. I was like, this is over. This is over. Please. <laughs> once, it hit a minute, once it hit two minutes, 30 seconds in the second round, I fucking stood up and started yelling. My wife was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, I, was like, I don't. I care. could. I don't care who I could wins. do that. 
I couldn't do that. My wife was sleeping, but I was like, why? Like I was sitting like on pins and needles, like leaning forward. Like I wasn't even you're really the, like I was. You're I was the watching. Jonah Hill. Y- yeah, yeah. I decided. I did. I did the clench your fist. Yeah, I. I was. I was less watching like who was getting punched in the face and more watching the clock. To be honest, I was, I was like Dude. watching the clock. It would glance like every like fifteen seconds. I like if I like you to fight. bet. If you bet the, I would say over more than the under. If you bet the over in a fight. It feels like he goes in fucking slow motion. Slow. You're just like, you're just like dude, stop hitting each other. Stop it. <laughs> and that's the reason I hate rooting against it because it was like, it's such a good fight looking back on it. But I was just but like, it, it, would you it, please it, just it, fucking quit? Yeah, but it ended up being like a really good enough. Favorite. It was a great fight. Um, Juliana Pena, they're obviously going to run it back right away. Her and Nunes. Uh, and I don't think she beats her twice. I'm sorry to say it. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a chance. And the thing is, is like, after the fight, Nunez wasn't like upset or anything. She's like, she know, knew whatever. Yeah. She knew like, she's like, shit. Like I definitely probably didn't think she was going to be as good as she was. And now next time it's probably, she's probably gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna knock this bitch in the face. I'm gonna take her to the ground. And I'm going to end it. And that's what she's going to do. There's no it way was, she wins twice. It was funny. Cause like Ben Askren tweeted though. He's like, how do you get, he goes, do you lose your goat status if you get choked out without without the boots strapped in? Because she didn't even have the hooks in or anything. She just like choked her out from from like a from like a side hook. Like, like that was weird to me. Yeah, I don't know. I think she was just like done. No, she was gassed. She, I mean, she, yeah, I think she had probably taken you know thirty punches to the head in that round at that point, and it, it just wasn't good for her. And she's probably just like, you know what? Like, obviously, yeah. she wants to retain the belt, but. She didn't have anything yeah. to lose. Yeah. Other fights. She'll have but she'll have something to lose on the next fight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She, she loses, loses twice in a row. row. It's like, whoa. She's in she's I in she's it. in Ronda Rousey range. Exactly. Uh, but she she is a double belt holder. She holds both belts. Like that was the first I, I and I said it. I said it when we did our preview. I was like, this is our first fight at 135 in two years. Like I could see that potentially being an issue, and it was. You um, did. But you said you're like potentially being an issue, but you never, you never once thought. Oh, I would never have and, once bet on Juliana Pena. Never. And I saw people, and I saw people like on Twitter. They were like, "Man, I wanted to say that Juliana Pena uh, was going to win this fight, but I didn't want to, didn't want to sound like that or be like that." I'm like, "Fuck off, get the fuck out of here." Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's like, yeah. Whenever fucking, <laughs> yeah, I don't even. You can say the same thing whenever Rousey lost to Tate, whenever or whenever, yeah, whenever Rousey lost to Tate. So it is what it is. Um, other fights on the main card. Uh, well, I guess well, we can we'll go down the list. What was next? Well, I guess uh, we we didn't talk. We can talk about the main the main event. Yeah, but P- Pons and EBO. No need to talk about him. Um, Cody Garbrandt. Dude sucks. Co- I Cody think Cody Garbrandt never needs to be put on a card again. Cody Garbrandt though. And dude, I told you, I, I was talking about this. When you were telling me that you liked the over, I was like, dude, yes, Cody Garbrandt took Rob Font to a decision, but he still got dominated. I'm like, the, he has no defense anymore. He just gets rocked. And I remember back in the day when the Cody Garbrandt fights were so fun to watch, like he would just fucking take punches and they would just be sitting there swinging at each other. He can't do that anymore because he just gets knocked. And do you think it's because he did that back in the day? He got punched in the face so many damn times, like he's like he just lost his chin. Like that's Maybe the only reason. He's such a little guy. Yeah, I don't know. that's the only thing I can think of. Because or like that Dominic Cruz fight when he was like dodging shit, like he like he was like dodging shit and dancing. 
He's done, man. Like he's lost. Like, well, what, they took five they of took him off the ranking. They took him off both of the uh, both of the flyweight and the bantamweight rankings completely. He, well, he so was I, he 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 was never on the flyweight rankings. He was on the he was never on the flyweight rankings, but he was high up. He was he was what seven six on the on the bantamweight rankings. He's getting cut then, if that's the I, case. I, I think, think yeah, I think so too. He he got he got taken off. Uh, Today or yesterday, whenever they come out with the rankings, John O'Malley is 13, uh, bumped him out. So I think he's done. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, buddy of the podcast, Pat McKelvey, said he should go to the professional fight league and just go there and try to like go to the PFL. Apparently, you win that thing, you get you get a million bucks or some shit like that. Like it's lesser competition. Money. The dude, yeah, the dude I, held the belt. He's a millionaire. Literally held the belt. Did you see that? Did you see that uh, advertisement with him, and Bruce Buffer? Yeah, I mean he's he's in tons of tons of stuff. He's got his money, big body just armor. Go, just go coach. Just go coach. Yeah. Literally, I mean he he can't take a hit to save his life. Don't be yeah. wrong. Cool guy. Love him. We'll always love him. He was, you know, one of our favorite fighters there for a while. But at some point, you just got to be like, can't fight anymore. You're done. Uh, speaking of this Kaikara France, I'm tired of seeing this Devison Figueredo fucking Brandon Moreno shit. I'm I'm over it. I'm done with it. Like oh, this we're is really, the last time. We're really gonna do this trilogy fight. Like, come the fuck on. Like, it's annoying. I'm sorry. Like, I'm over it. I don't even care. Yeah, I think uh, I think Askar Askarov deserved a shot over him. Uh, if we're being honest, uh, Kaikara France doesn't deserve it yet. I think you put Kaikara France versus Askar Askarov. That'd be a really good fight. Winner that gets yeah. the next title. I think that could be it. Figueredo and Moreno though. Oh uh, one and one is what Figueredo is because they their first fight was a draw, right? Yep. Second yep. fight he lost the belt to him. This is it. This is the last fight there will ever be between these two. What happens? I'm rooting. I'm I don't know what happens, but I'm rooting for Moreno because I don't like Devis Figueredo. He's a fucking douche. See, I'm I'm rooting for Figueredo because I don't like uh, Moreno because he cried when he won the belt and people who cry are pussies. <laughs> yeah. It, you cry when you win the belt. Cry when you get home and you're laying in bed fucking sleeping with it. Sean O'Malley, out there the Sean O'Malley is the next big star if he's not already of the UFC. That dude, that might be one of the most stacked divisions, though, is that bantamweight division. Yeah, should he try to go up to lightweight? He has he has the size, but then lightweight's tough. Go up to featherweight. Featherweight, featherweight. That's what I meant. He could. Oh, he would go up to featherweight and dribble dribble all those dudes off. He would dribble Volkanovski's head off the canvas. He would dribble no. his head off the canvas. Yes, I don't think yes. so. I- I yes. don't think Volkanovsky. If Sean O'Malley five foot two, if Sean O'Malley went up the featherweight, I think Volkanovsky and Ortega would absolutely destroy him. You really destroy Bant- him? You really think bandweight's that stacked? I don't think it's that stacked. Who's the champion of bandweight? I can't remember off the top of my head. Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan, Bum. Jose Aldo, Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font, Mirad Vashvili, Dominic Cruz, Marlon Vera. Pedro That's Munoz. the next fight. That's your next fight right there. That's your next fight. Dominic Cruz and fucking Sean O'Malley. Young versus old. One. I mean, that would be a big. So there's so many people in that division who I could honestly see holding the belt. I mean, outside of Peter Young, because I think Peter Young's gonna destroy Aljamain Sterling next time they fight. If they fight. 
Yeah. Outside of that, the next whoever like, but then so again, who, so, so who would you like to see Sean O'Malley fight next? Because he's finally ranked now. You have to fight ranked opponents. No more. I know the guy he fought last weekend was was ranked fifteenth and dropped out for some reason. Whatever. Who's the next opponent? Uh, you just I said you said Dominic Cruz, and I immediately went to that one because well, that's that, that's Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz lost to fucking Cody Garbrandt, didn't he? Yeah. No, no, no. He 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 beat Cody. And did, did you see Pedro that? Pedro Munoz like, just fight. Jose Aldo, he lost five rounds. No, he just fought this past week. Did he? Yeah, he lost to Dominic Cruz. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that that's not the fight to make then. You don't want a Why? guy coming off a loss. No. You don't want a guy coming right, off a loss. All right, then you got to either give him Dominic. You can't give him anyone in the top five, so you got to give him Dominic Cruz, I guess. But is Dominic Cruz really good? Yeah, I think this Dominic Cruz, as old as he is, trying to make a last title push, kind of want to fight someone lower Third. than him, who's this no, up and coming right. guy. You're right. Dominic nah. Cruz is probably gonna probably Dominic Cruz is probably gonna want like Corey Sanhagen or or Aldo. Ooh, Cruz and Aldo would be fun. Yeah, that would be, be fun. Two old dudes just going at it. I yeah. think you gotta give uh, Cheeto. Cheeto give, I don't think they run it back. That's I, don't, I think they have a hatred for each other that doesn't want to get solved right now. Or are you giving Vashvili that number six? That's, That'd be tough. That is, a, that is a tough matchup for Sean. Yeah. So I think I'm, so that's why I was leaning Pedro Munoz at 10. Give him someone, I, let him work his way up. Sean O'Malley's young. And he's, and he's doing it the right way. Like I read all people, like everyone's giving him shit for like not like trying to jump up. He's yeah, doing yeah, work like, your way up. Yeah, they, they next guy to next guy to next guy, and then yeah. champion. They they equated it to some boxer. I can't remember who it was, but they equated some boxer who like slowly worked his way up from like okay, I'm this young nobody to like okay, Every, I'm gonna fight. In everyone that that like as soon as they get ranked, they're like okay, I want to fight someone high up, and then I want to fight for the belt. Like no, like you want to fight two. Probably more likely three times and then fight for the belt. Yeah. Or even or even Travis, like you're looking at Pedro. Frankie Edgar wouldn't be a bad one either. That's a that's a legend. Yeah, but that's too that's too that's almost like he wouldn't gain a whole lot. At least if Pedro if he at least if he beat Pedro Munoz, he'd be top ten. Yeah. And also for Pedro, that's an intriguing fact because you're like, okay, Pedro, I've lost the you're fight. Old. I dropped two spots in the rankings. If I beat this young kid, then I can jump up and, and be back in that conversation. So yeah. makes sense. Um, we're, we're, we are overlooking Marlon Moraes, but yeah, uh, nine, but I don't think that's the fight to make. I think, I think it's Munoz or Vashvili. And if I were, if I were to say, I'd say Munoz is his next fight, but, but Dominic Cruz, sure. Dominic Cruz's next fight should for sure be Aldo. Yeah, I would say. I mean, he's going to want to fight someone in the top five because for Dominic Cruz, he has one more win t- than title fight if he wins it. Absolutely, yeah. If if he if he goes up and beats you, I'm looking at Sanhagen at four or two. If Dominic Cruz goes up and beats Sanhagen or Aldo, then then he gets yeah. the title shot. Yeah, I think right. so. Lightweight, lightweight. Uh we got dude. God damn it. This pissed me Dustin. off so much. I hate Charles. He's a bad Oliveira. champion. 
He's a bad so champion. much. Uh, and people who are like, he still hasn't beaten anyone. And he is still has yet to impress me. Like he has, he is so one dimensional. It's unreal. It's unreal. I mean, you can't really say that he knocked out Michael Chandler and then he tapped out Dustin Poirier to defend his belt. So you can't really say he he's knocked out Michael Chandler on on a on a one shot, got lucky one hit. Michael Chandler can't take a hit all that well, and we saw that yeah. with the fight beforehand. Who did Michael Chandler lose to before that? Uh, I mean, after or that, after Justin that. Justin Gaethje, but he went the exactly. full three rounds. So, but it, it, he. It's tough because Michael Chandler is a wrestler by nature, but he is a, a jack dude. But he's get, Charles Oliveira gets pieced up so easily, so easily. If you have a guy, Dustin, like, Dustin just gassed himself too too early that fight. He, he did, and you could tell after he went into his corner after the first round, he was gassed, and he's like, like if he was going to win that fight, he needed to knock him out then. And he yeah. had so many chances to. What what really drives me crazy especially in these title fights for guys who aren't holding the belt is whenever it's the same with Michael Chandler, even they stun Charles Oliveira so easily. And then they just, they just, they don't hop on their opportunity to knock him out. Yep. They, they wait for that next shot and it never comes. Yep. I mean, uh, it's just, Dustin, you got you got to feel for the guy. He's been there twice now. He's been there twice, and both times he's gotten choked out. He got choked out by Khabib, and he got choked by Charles. So at one point, do you look at Dustin Poirier? I love the guy. He he does he does great things. Super humble. In fact, he went up to Charles after the fight and was like, "Hey, I want to donate twenty thousand dollars to your hometown." Blah, blah blah. Good dude. I just don't think he's championship level. I just don't think he's there. I. I I do. I just think that he was too gassed to defend that takedown is what happened. And then I think really, okay, if we really want to go into it, uh, we're, we're talking oh, about yeah. the fight now. Uh, that second round, uh, he he had Charles Oliveira on his back. Charles Oliveira had an illegal glove grab, had his fingers in the top of his glove, completely yanking him down. He was too gassed. I think he, like, at, at that point, you're really tired. And you're just like, I got to get out of this. So we tried to tumble and roll out of it. Ended up on the bottom. Was Herb Dean the fucking ref of that? Um, Let me tell you real quick. Because if Herb Dean was the ref of that, that's going to make me hate it anymore. Because I already hate that dude with the fucking fire burning passion. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't know if that head. Keep talking though. You should, sure, sure Dog should tell you uh, who called that fight. Um, regardless of the fact he, they're like, oh, well, he didn't have to roll into it. It's like, yeah, when you're thinking like that and you're tired and you're gassed and you're like, get me out of this position because he's holding on to my glove. He could hit me with an up kick any second and knock me out. He did. He rolled out of it. And then he spent three and a half minutes on his back, like just like holding on for your life because DC or who's the guy that commentates with DC? Uh, God damn it. Um, there's three of them. It's Joe Rogan, DC, and it's... Uh, John Anik? Jo- uh, John Anik, yeah. John Anik, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's like, you know, you're not going to get up like that. And DC's like, I think he's holding on just to try to, like, not get hit in the face. He's like, just trying to, like, get out of this round. 
He's already consumed it as a loss. And after that, he was so tired. He's holding on to fucking Charles Oliveira like a damn sloth on a branch. And after that, he was so gassed that he wasn't going to be able to stop a takedown or anything like that because he exuded all his energy. Who was the fucking ref? I can't. It's not telling me anywhere. Should fucking tell you. Either way, they missed the glove grab, which at that point that that resets the entire fight. You know, they pull you off. Whether or not they let you like continue with him letting him get up or him letting him like hop back down on him, they stop it, and they didn't, and it was bad. It was really, really bad how what how it ended up, and I wasn't a fan of it, and I think that's what gassed him out. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, next for I mean, we're gonna talk about next for Dustin Poirier. I don't know, man. I, I I honestly do not know. Like, do you do the money fight with with Michael Chandler? That'd be fun. Um, because we we all we all know what's up what's up next, guys, in the lightweight division. Justin Gaethje beat Michael Chandler. He's the number one contender. He just surpassed Poirier as number one contender behind Charles Oliveira. He's gonna get he's gonna get his ass whooped. He's gonna get his ass whooped worse than Poirier did. He's gonna get choked. He's gonna get submitted on the ground because Gaethje, you, you you get him there on the ground where he's uncomfortable. It's over. But that is the next title fight, and it sucks. We have to wait another six to nine months before someone else gets it. But I'm looking at Islam Makachev and Benil Darush. Those guys, I think, give Charles some trouble. I think the. Uh... The the biggest the biggest uh, competitor for him right now is going to be Daryush because Daryush can wrestle like no other. Yeah, and you're not going to take so, him down. And I think that's going to be a bunch. Also, I fucking hate, absolutely despise Charles Oliveira's fucking nickname. What the fuck does that even mean? The Bronx, Du Bronx. What? You're not from the fucking Bronx. You're from goddamn slums of Brazil. <laughs> um. But next, I think it, you, you have to agree with me. Like they're they're gonna set up Gaethje and, and, and Oliveira, right? Yeah, especially after what they like kind of tease the end of that. Also, Erdine was the ref, so fuck that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be Gaethje, I think. But like, if you're Daryush or Makachev, what are you sitting around waiting for? You don't want to fight Dustin Poirier. No, have them fight each other. Poirier should fight. No, Chandler. you don't want to fight each other either. Like one of them should get the title. Justin Gaethje should not get the title fight. Fight each other. The winner of that, you know, hey, I win this. I get, I get the, I get the winner of Gaethje of Oliveira. Like, I guess it's gonna. I guess our net, our next lightweight fights are going to be Gaethje, Oliveira, uh, Dariush Makachev, Poirier, Chandler, or even Poirier like RDA. I think I think RDA Michael Chandler should just retire. Michael I think, Chandler I think, fight Poirier. I think Michael Chandler is going to go money chasing and get that go for that McGregor fight. To be honest with you, I don't I don't think McGregor should do that. You know I, for damn fact, and I would love to see it. Sorry, I hope you do too. Michael Chandler is going to knock Conor McGregor out. I it would be. I laid out the path for Conor McGregor to come back slowly. Would Fight you RDA. would you love to see, sorry, time out before you say this? Would you love to see Michael Chandler knock out Conor McGregor? 
I would love to see either of them knock out each other. Like that would just no, be a fight. No, you that... can't. You can't want Michael Chandler to lose three in a row. Mizzou guy, you gotta. You would gotta. These love fucking him. these Mizzou guys suck ass once they once they get up to the level in in the UFC. Woodley did it. Fucking Ben Askren held the did belt it for how long? Three years. That's what I was telling. Woodley was the is the best Mizzou alum in the UFC. Like Chandler's Chandler's bordering on Ben Askren territory. When no, your first, he's way better. When your ben first fight, two fights. They're they're this three. They're the same guy right now, Travis. They're both one and two in the UFC. They're the same guy, same guy. But but Michael Chandler is much more deadly and has much more like Michael Chandler is like very 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 close. And I know you know horseshoes and hand grenades, but Michael Chandler is very very close to being three and zero and holding the fucking belt right now. He had Charles on the ropes, and he he had whatever me on the ropes. Whenever me and you and Irby watched that fight, Irby even said it because Irby wrestled when he took when he took Gaethje down, he overextended it. He was like slammed down too hard, overstretched it, didn't keep him on the ground like he should have, and let him back up. So I don't I don't know what's gonna happen if, if McGregor and Chandler were to fight. I would just sit back and watch some dudes fucking go at it. I wouldn't care what happened. Nope, I'd bet on Michael Chandler. I wouldn't bet on anybody, but and it would be awesome because that's one of those things where I think everyone would bet on Conor McGregor because that's what everyone does when he comes back. I don't think so. People, anymore. people are going to start fading Conor McGregor. Anyway, one last thing before we go. Um, I know at at the end of the year we predicted champs at the end of the year for each division. I don't have those in front of us, but I wonder how accurate those were. <laughs> Because I know we I, predicted Dustin Poirier. Yeah, and he was he was right there. I think we actually I know said, we predicted Colby Covington. He was right there. We probably predicted Adesanya, to be honest with you. Uh, I think we did. I think we had predicted Jan. Fuck that guy. Dude sucks. Glover to share, yeah. We I think we might have predicted Francis. I honestly do. I yeah, I don't I don't know who uh who else we would have predicted? And he's still going to be the belt holder. We'll talk about Steve that later. Uh, I don't think we predicted uh, Volkanovski to still have it, though. Or nah, Brandon Moreno. Had or- I think we had Ortega. Uh, I think we had Jan. No. I- but that fight got canceled. Well, Didn't it? And then, I, yeah, and I think we had Askarov in the flyaway division. Which that, Which- that fight never even happened. Yeah. When's the last time those two have fought? Askarov and Moreno. No, Moreno. Moreno hasn't fought since the Figueredo fight, like back in like fucking August, right? Yeah. Kind of, kind of going on here, but we're at the end of the episode. Who's listening to song? We know. <laughs> um, Moreno fight back in June. They fought back in June. He submitted Davidson Figueredo. June. He hasn't fought since June. Oh. Get the fuck out of here. That's what pissed me off. Like all these dudes. Well, they, like, remember when Woodley was a champion? He didn't fight for like two months, and they're like, "We're gonna strip you." Like, are you kidding me? Like now, it's like if you're a champion, all you gotta do is fight once, maybe twice in a year. To so be fair, Askar Askar hasn't fought since March because he's probably waiting for a fucking call. Any any missed weight in his last fight. No. Oh, well. 
But whatever. Anyhow, that's that's gonna wrap up UFC for 2021. Got some bangers coming up. We got uh the Cyril Gain and um Ganu fight. We got a run back of Adesanya Whitaker, right? That's UFC two seventy. Yeah, that's the next one after that. UFC two seventy is yep. Hey, we no. got Derek. We got Derek Lewis and Chris Dawkins this weekend, and Stephen Thompson fighting. Okay, there we go. But actually, sorry, UFC two seventy is in Ganu Gain and Moreno and Figueredo. Uh, also, Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson and Greg Hardy fight on that fight on that card. UFC two seventy and UFC two seventy one, like we just said, is going to be um, Sonya Whitaker, and that's the only fight announced. Yep. Yep. Kyler Phillips is on that card, but that's the only person I, I know. So, but that's going to do it for uh, episode 145. We're, I was going to try to keep it under an hour, but we started rambling about the UFC. So, fuck it. Suck my dick. Um, we will be back next week. It'll be our final episode of 2021, and we'll take you out and we'll go out with a bang. Other than that, you guys, subscribe to the Patreon, take the bull picks, have a good time, and we'll see you later. Bing bong. Peace. Fuck your life. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.